Let's talk about a case that uh, once upon a time, as a, a reporter, I covered the Toronto 18 trials out in Brampton. And we read that the principal architect behind the Toronto 18 has now been denied full parole, but that does not mean he's not going to be enjoying a lot of freedom, including now here in Toronto. His name is Sharif Abdel Halim. He's 46 now. He was sentenced back in 2011 to life in prison with no chance of parole for 10 years. And all this stems back to the 2006 terror plot that he and others came up with, and it was to bomb... A number of locations, including uh, the financial district, the Toronto Stock Exchange, using vans packed with explosives. And while a lot of people laughed at the time, there was a plot to behead the prime minister, who was then Stephen Harper. And this is a guy who's now been on day parole in a Quebec halfway house um, since 2021. He hoped to get full release, but the board had said, you know, you still lack empathy, to which he replied, well, I'm not the type to, to shed tears. Uh, but he's also got some other issues that the parole board was concerned about, like he has no job, not really shown a path of what he wants to do, which is a concern because, you know, he's got anger management issues and di- displays some of the same issues and behaviors that led to his radicalization. So while he has been denied full rapport, he is now allowed to come to the Toronto and GTA area. I want to bring in Mubin Sheikh to this conversation. He's a professor of public safety at Seneca College and a former security intelligence and counterterrorism uh, operative. Because Mubin, and I appreciate you joining us, you were um, an undercover agent that helped uh, spoil this particular terror plot. So you have a very unique perspective on this. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Alex. What do you know about um, Sharif Abdahalim? Do you, is is he the kind of guy that you look at and say, "Yep, he should be good"? Well, I, I leave that to the parole board to decide. Um, but uh, if you just look at the the entire context, you know, this is a guy who was sentenced supposedly for life, uh, twenty years. But it's just the way that it works in this country is uh, they don't even serve that much time, right? So yep. he's he's already mm-hmm. been out. You know, he's been out. Um, I believe there was some reporting that he has already actually made some trips to Toronto without issues, um, partial passes uh, in which he was able to to come. But but like you said, I mean, he was uh, he was one of the main guys involved in the plot. Uh, this guy was making over three hundred thousand dollars a year. OK, at his job. He drove, and you don't, yeah. he, he drove a baby blue convertible BMW. OK. And why did this guy get involved? Because he wanted to benefit off of financial transactions, um, you know, after um, having this bombing take place at the the Toronto Stock Exchange. And would this have been someone that you dealt with that had any dealings with? Because he was considered, you know, the the head honcho of this particular organization. Well, you know, in the crazy world that we live in, um, if you can believe it, in uh, you know, I lived, I, mo- I lived in Syria for two years, from 2002 to 2004, and uh, it just so happens that the place that I was staying, uh, the guy is related to Sharif Abdul Halim. So I actually met Sharif before his involvement in the case. Okay, mm. uh, and, uh, and so his his involvement in the case itself. Uh, there were, you know, two groups had split. The group had split, and I was tasked to remain on the Scarborough group, and he was in the Mississauga group. Um, so, uh, you know, there was a trial. Uh, you know, he, he tried to. It was just him by himself. Uh, he pled. Uh, he had a trial before a judge, and uh, and that's where he was found guilty. But uh, one more guy is still in prison, uh, Zakaria Amara, the the, act, the real, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the main ringleader. He remains in prison. 
he's tried to get parole. He's been denied parole, uh, similar issues. Um, and so let, let's see, let's see what happens. I'm sure in a couple of years we'll hear that he got released too. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I go back to a lot of the court cases I covered and you think at the time in the sentencing, well, that's that, you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, you get older and you think, oh my God, they're all starting to get out now. And so you read the headlines and you go, gee, you never think they're going to get out because most of us assume life is life unless you know the system. Um, but it isn't a life sentence. I mean, he, he is ultimately going to get his freedom. And I mean, the concern of the board is, well, he kind of has a little bit of the same issue as, as before. And that is, he doesn't really have a career path. Um, and he's got these anger managements. And the one thing he says is that he was radicalized um, in his local mosque, you know, because he was able to find people who he had, you know, things in common with and without kind of a path of, you know, here's what you're going to do in a clear path of success. He was able to fall into radicalization. Is that a, is that remotely a possibility uh, with any of these guys that are now back out? Well, that's uh, that's good. I mean, it's a good question, and I'm sure there there's some level of um, monitoring that's taking place. Uh, many of them have, you know, uh, they've just gone back and, and tried to live out their lives, um, and that's uh, the expectation with with most people uh, that are given these kinds of sentences. It's it, of course is difficult with the history that they have, uh, but uh, you know, th- this guy's history is a little bit more uh, interesting. You know, his father. Is a is a well known um, Al Qaeda ideologue um, mm. in Canada. I mean, so he comes kind of from the family, if you will, uh, and it, it wasn't really that big of a surprise that he ended up where he ended up. But are those ties then still considered radicalized? Because if those are the people, then he would surround himself. That would be, I think, troubling. Be, be troubling to some who are saying, "Well, how reformed is he?" Yeah, that's a good question, of course. But, you know, keep in mind, this guy's already been, he's hes out of the prison for a while. He's been in a halfway house in Quebec. Um, so he's, you know, he's tasted freedom. He's been in a state of yeah. uh, relative freedom. But, of course, if he comes back to the same environment and the same networks, um, you know, that, that would be a concern. But I don't, I don't think he would be dumb enough to do that. At least, I don't think. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's hope. Um, but, you know, you've got a particular expertise in the area of radicalization, something that, yes, it takes time um, it, and happens over time. And then, of course, there's the de-radicalization also takes time. So he would have de-radicalized it, it through the prism system over these years. Have you got any data or how much have you investigated those who become radicalized again after going through the process of you know, de-radicalizing themselves? Yeah, that's another good question because it's still an open-ended one regarding de-radicalization in prisons because the 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 Canadian government we actually don't have any comprehensive de-radicalization tra- uh, you know programming in in the prisons. So crazy. we have it's, cra- to it's crazy. Of, like, how is that a thing, Moven? I don't understand. I how is that I a know. thing? I know. I mean, with all the talk that's been <laughs> out there, with all the millions of dollars that have been put into counter-radicalization, de-radicalization, whatever, the fact that we still don't have one in the correctional services system is is just, it's unacceptable, really. So so we're kind of left to, to hope that this person is radicalized. There are some criteria that the parole board will use to determine, okay, this person is, you know, uh, at least on a better path. Uh, and as we heard from the parole board this time, that, well, he's still got anger management issues, he's lacking empathy. Uh, these are things which or cause for concern. But, you know, will he return back to his uh, uh, his terrorism? That uh, 
I unfortunately remains to be seen. Yeah, it's always the uh, hindsight that we seem to monitor and, and um, kind of deal with these cases. But, uh, you know, you would think after a, this was a really high profile case, all of these cases, and you would think and, and radicalization is still a big issue. It doesn't necessarily just fall under, uh, you know, you can have incel, you can have other kinds of radicalization. We still have issues with it to, to suggest that we don't have any kind of programs in our jails. It, it to me is just everything wrong with with our justice system. It's just one of the many problems. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I know that this is your line of work and you certainly know a lot about it. I appreciate your insight into this, Mubin. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That is Mubin Shake. So uh, we'll keep an eye on this and um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. You would think with the, 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 the way that we have moved in our justice system, where you've got this restorative justice, this kind of give everybody extra chances to reform themselves, like if we're going to go that way, you better believe you need the programs in to de-radicalize, whether it is, you know, terror or any other. We've got lots of extremists on all sides of the, the thing. Where are these programs? You would think that they would be in place right now. It's not like this is a new issue. It's not like it's going away. But the fact that if you want to go the restorative justice, you better have all the tools laid out to make sure that if you're going to give someone a second chance – that they have been completely de-radicalized. But yeah, no problem. programs. We are just so um, empty when we talk about reforms and making things better, and then they just don't happen.